a Shishkin Productions podcast. You have your radio recording devices on? Get them on. Come on! It happens all over the world. People come together, kicking a soccer ball around. It's a great uniter. Find me. I don't care anymore. Drain my bank account. I don't give a shit anymore. Okay? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Calling All Casuals. The transfer window is about to shut. This is the last episode we're going to have before it closes. So this is the last time we're passing it back to a transfer window related segment. This one is from episode 11. It's the pop 11 of strangest clauses, kind of weird contract clauses that were included. Some uh, are beneficial to players. Some weren't so beneficial. I don't know. You'll have to listen and check it out. But either way, I hope you enjoy it. And hopefully we get some weird clauses this next week as the transfer window shuts. So without any further ado, here we go. All right, let's do it. Let's get into Pop 11. We're going to learn a a little bit more because to go along with the theme of contracts, we're going to talk about some of the strangest clauses Hmm. that have been in contracts. We're not talking Santa. Okay. No. No, we're not talking Santa Claus. No, we're talking about contractual clauses Ah, and obligations. Interesting. Um, and we have a pretty, pretty weird, strange list. Um, Yeah. I really like this one. I'm very excited for this one. These are always fun. Why don't you go ahead and and get us started? All right. Well, you know, as we do, let's just start right at the top with the goalkeeper. Um, this man, George Koch. Koch. I think. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like. Let's call him George Koch. Gord. 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 It's like an alien. Um. Anyway. I so think it's Koch. George Koch. We'll George call him George Koch. Koch. All right. All right. So. Let's go with Koch. He, he was a German player. And from what, what I read, he mostly played in Germany for the majority of his career until he decided to take a chance on a team from the Netherlands, PSV. PSV Eindhoven, yeah. Yeah, um, I believe this was in 1997. He did put a stipulation in his contract, though, that he could leave the club immediately if there were, if he were ever subject to any racist hostility. Um, yeah, the Germans and the Dutch don't get along. Right, so he was a little bit, you know, trepidatious. So he's playing for a Dutch team, but he's a German goalie, and he's like, I gotta stand in front of those fucking fans all day. Yeah. I know they're gonna let me have it. And turns out he was right. It was invoked after only three matches and uh, says he went running back home. (laughs) Makes sense. um, But I I did see something, I don't know how many years later, but um, I guess he was playing in Austria and a firecracker was thrown onto the pitch and exploded near his ear. And it said that subsequent problems from that injury led him to retire. People are always throwing stuff on the field. So that's kind of a sad ending a little bit. Um, yeah, I'd say so. You know? Maybe if he stayed in, in Netherlands, it never would have happened. <laughs> I Who don't knows? Know. Maybe it's maybe it's Coke. Coke. Not Coke. Well, I'm trying to remember because, you know, New York had a yeah. mayor, but I can't. I thought, was, I, I thought it was Coke. I thought it was Coke. I don't know. Whatever. Koch. You know. Koch. Who knows? You know, I never pronounce anything right. Um, so. Let me get us into this back line over here. All right. Um, yeah. I'm going to talk about um, who we're going to. We're going to put him as our left back. It's a Norwegian guy. Uh, I'm going to say his name probably wrong, but I'm going so to say Stig Inga Bjornby. Mm-hmm. Um, Stig Inga Bjornby. You know, he's Norwegian, right? So naturally, he loves, you know, skiing and, and um, doing that kind of stuff. And uh, what's it called? Ski jumping, all that kind yeah. of shit. Uh, I think when he signed with, uh, I believe it was Liverpool. When he signed with Liverpool, they pretty much were like, hey, dude, we know that you like to, you know, 
ski jump. Your fa- his father was a ski jumper, so he's like, oh, I just like going out and skiing and ski jumping. Um, Liverpool, when he signed, they were like, hey, you need to sign this clause that says you're not allowed to go ski jumping or do anything like that that might, you know, injure you um, in the future. I believe it was that was with Liverpool. Yeah. But uh, that to me... Very, very normal clause nowadays, but I think it was maybe strange back then. Yeah. I would think that, like, when you sign a player, you don't want them to get injured doing something that yeah, isn't soccer. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. You have to protect your asset, you know? Yeah. Um, but it is kind of funny that he told on himself, I guess. <laughs> he kind of let it slip that this was, like, a passion of his. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, his dad was uh, a pro, you know? Yeah. It's just kind of kind of how he, how he did it, you know? Um, All right. You want to take us to the next one? Yeah, the next one. Uh, Neil Razor Ruddock. Oh, Neil Ruddock. This one's pretty funny. Um, I didn't like look into if this was ever implemented, but he... I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Um, I guess when he signed with Crystal Palace, there was a, a weight clause added to his contract. <laughs> I'm assuming he was a big guy. Um, but it said he had to forfeit 10% of his wages every time he surpassed the recommended weight of 99.8 kilograms, which is 220 pounds. Which is, that's already a lot. I mean, you shouldn't yeah. weigh 220 if you're a fucking professional I mean, how, how tall He's is he? He's already a big guy, but yeah. that's a ridiculous clause. Yeah. Like, and it's, on. it's funny that that kicked in a few times, so I guess, like, <laughs> why, why a is few it, times. Why, why is it a ridiculous clause? It's not that ridiculous. I mean, you want your players to be in shape maybe it's ridiculous that it had to exist oh the fact that like they even had to tell him to like don't be fat i think so i just think that's understandable when you're playing professional that like you have to be in shape and fit like to include that in your clause it's like your habitual line stepper like and they're aware of that and they're just like we gotta lock this guy down asap to prevent him from clowning around well you know what's funny. It did that's say, what that tells me you know who you know who who was responsible for proposing this clause Every every Redknapp, <laughs> every. of course, Harry Redknapp has Legend. his fingers all over the wildest like That's clauses funny. and shit. That guy's nuts. It, I like him. He's nuts. It doesn't like uh, specify how many times, but it does say he was fined on numerous occasions just within go. within a year. So I would need a clause Habitual like that. Line stuff, I would need a like clause like that in my contract. Yeah, to like not go over like one ninety. You know, probably not if you were like a professional athlete and. Well, that's I mean, a good point. I'd still eat taco. I had Taco Bell last night. I mean, that's um, fine. You're, yeah. you're running it off. No, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you would be. I would be. Would. I would be, but I'm not. Instead, I'm sitting here talking about half-researched <laughs> fucking bullshit. Um, um, all right, moving on to close out the back line. We yeah, have, I'm going to let you take this, this one. one <laughs> mm, sh- this might Do be want- the captain. This might be. No, yeah. actually, no, I have a, I have a different captain. Okay, he okay. shouldn't be the captain. He's close, though. Yeah. He's, he's like the alternate captain. He can fill in. Okay. Uh, this guy's name is Spencer Pryor. Uh, Spencer Pryor, he, when he signed for Cardiff City, there was a clause in his contract that he had to have sex with a sheep and eat its testicles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I was reading this, I, I literally, my notes just say sheep, <laughs> question mark, question mark. Oh, so many questions. Yeah. Um, a spokesman from Cardiff, that was the club. He said, mm-hmm. yeah, it's absolutely true. Spencer's contract stipulates that he must have a physical liaison <laughs> with a sheep. <laughs> 
I don't know if you'll stick to it because his wife's quite a looker, but we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> wow, they got the jokes over there. Yeah. Well, so the physical liaison <laughs> with the sheep did not happen, but they did end up feeding him some sheep testicles. Mm. Um, and he was out here. He ate them. And I think, what did he say? He said they could use a little bit of salt or something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> but uh, it turned out that they weren't actually sheep testicles. They were chicken formed in the shape of sheep mm. testicles. Well, you know, I feel like anytime you eat like a, a weird meat, you're like, tastes like chicken. Yeah. So maybe. This was definitely, it feels like less of a contract clause and more of like some weird hazing ritual. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely but, what it feels you know, like. That, uh, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, why don't you take us into the midfield? All right. Starting with Ronaldinho. This one's a... Uh, the legend. This one's pretty funny. Ronaldinho Gaúcho, um, the fucking legend. Apparently, he was a bit of a partier. Oh yeah. And I guess this was when he was coming back from playing in Italy. Um, yeah, he went. He went back to Brazil, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So he was in Italy. Obviously, Italy's known for their discotheques and their nightlife, and yeah. he enjoyed that. And at, so, this, at this point, when he's signing back in Brazil, he's like 40 or yeah, 41, I think. Which is, makes this even more absurd. But yeah. he demanded that his contract uh, uh, basically agreed that he it, he called it a nightclub clause. It allowed him at least two nights a week to continue clubbing. It's <laughs> pretty dope. There's and no way. Th- yeah. And they, they, they allowed it. Um, and I even read there were some... Some quotes, I don't remember what players were saying this, but it has been said that he's come to training drunk before. So I guess he just really didn't give a fuck. He was, he was a, you know, he was there's, a big party. There's a quote from here that's, uh, there's a player who played alongside him at PSG and he revealed that uh, he said, Ronaldinho didn't train any day of the week and would just turn up on a Friday for the game or for the game on Saturday, or turn up on a Friday for the game on Saturday. So basically, I guess he would just come in and train on Friday right before the match. Uh, he said, I think he was trying to follow in the steps of Romario, who would also go out every night, but he didn't have the same success, which uh, I guess at PSG, he maybe didn't have the same success. Yeah. But he was amazing at PSG. Yeah. Like, if if you have a look at, like, how he played, he scored some absolute worldies. It was crazy, man. He, I like that. See, That's I like... That's when he was young, I too. like that he doesn't go to training because it keeps him loose because, like, sometimes if you play too much, you get worse. You take a couple weeks off, you come back, you're like, oh, it's all natural. It's flowing again. <laughs> you know? So good for him. I like that he's partying. That's I like think- Hazard, bro. That reminds me a lot of Hazard. Everyone was always like, he's the worst trainer. He doesn't want to ever do anything, but just has so much talent. Yeah. I mean, you know, Ronaldinho lived up to all that talent well i i'm just me, impressed that at at that age he could still go out partying and like oh. actually play a match well he's you brazilian <laughs> you know brazilians they 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 don't age they just party all oh, all the man. time it's a party on the pitch for them too That's so true. it <clears throat> translates very well it's that samba lifestyle um moving on uh with alongside Ronaldinho, i guess in the midfield we got case honda KSK Honda, CSK Moscow, fucking legend, legend, Japanese legend, and he actually played in Brazil for a little bit at toward the end of his career. But I guess he was concerned about the security. I mean, Rio is definitely a pretty dangerous city. Um, so when he moved there, he requested he had a clause in his contract that he would be granted an armored 
vehicle Mm -hmm. so that's what he would get around the city in as an armored vehicle i think that's a a pretty reasonable clause if you're worried about your safety is it i don't know based on some of the things we've talked about on this show like it says brazil get down pretty it says in rio um they had an average according to this article from the sun which i don't know if we can trust it (laughs) but it had an average of 39 murders for every hundred thousand people wow so that would mean what? Out of every 10,000 people, almost four get murdered? Yeah. I'll take those odds. I'll take those odds any day of the week. <laughs> I don't need an armored car for that. Oh, my God. You just got to stay out of the... I guess it's different with the footballer, though, because you might get robbed because, like, you got Yeah, I money. mean, you're probably standing out more, you know? Like, people know know who you are, and yeah. especially if you look a little different than most everyone else, you know? I oh, get he it. definitely, yeah, you're right. I get it. Because he's Japanese. He's out here vibing. Yeah. Like, there's that Japanese guy we signed. I can tell by the armored car. (laughs) (laughs) What gave it away? (laughs) Um, And the sheep. All right, let's let's continue with our midfield. Up next, we have Stefan Schwartz. Good old Stefan Schwartz. Schwartz? Let's say Schwartz. Schwartz. Let's say Schwartz. Um, This one's a fun one. It said, because of his publicly expressed desire to become a space tourist, the club inserted, and the club they're speaking of is Sunderland, I believe mm-hmm. um, they inserted a space clause into his contract stating that if he were to travel beyond Earth's atmosphere, his contract would become wholly invalid. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like it. You know, the man had dreams. He had aspirations and he just had to account for in case that happened. <laughs> You know what? I mean, that's why, like, I who knows? Maybe he said it as a joke or something, and then they were like, you know what? Let's not take any chances. Let's just put this clause in here. He's like, I'd love to go to space sometime. Yeah. Well, what was it? Was that his, his manager bought a ticket or something, or he signed up on the wait list? Mm. Because this was in the late 90s, and okay. they, were planning the, this part. they were planning the first commercial space flight in 2002. Remember that? That was like a thing where yeah. they were like, we're going to do a commercial space flight, and that obviously never happened until way later. Um, but he, his manager, I think, or his agent or someone signed up for the wait list. And so when they saw that, they were like, oh shit, this actually might might be a real thing. Let's, let's give him a a contract. And it was so new. They're like, he he might not, you know, come back. (laughs) We don't know what's going to happen. How would that impact like all your on, on the pitch roles? Like, I don't. I don't understand. Like, I don't really why, get it either. Why would you even in- include that? Like, I guess they just did, didn't want to. Yeah, I have no idea. It's, if he dies, like he dies. Like, <laughs> all right. The contract. I is guess that would void the completely contract. Completely void. Him. Exactly. All right. Uh, moving on to the uh, last player in our midfield. Uh, this is who I'm going to say is our captain because this is quantity over quality. This mm-hmm. guy's named Lars Bohinen. Uh, he's a Norwegian. Uh, he was a Norwegian player. He had a lot of demands. Um, He wanted six return flights to Oslo every year. Uh, He wanted the club that he signed with to find a job for his wife and pay her medical insurance. These are normal so far. Mm -hmm. He requested a clause to stipulate that he was always used as an attacking midfielder. (laughs) And if he was not in the first team, he wanted the right to not play for the reserves. He included a new car on the list. He wanted a clause promising the club would waive UEFA and FIFA regulations in the event of an official dispute. He wanted a new floor because he didn't like the carpet in his house. <laughs> he said the fluff was getting up his nose. And um, the I guess someone uh, some someone at the club or someone said he was starting to have a similar effect on me. 
um, because he was only rated around two million pounds. Uh, and he, at the end of the day, he ended up not signing mm. a new contract because the team he was with activated a release clause in his deal. Oh. Basically, they were just like, this guy is like too a, much of a headache. Too much of a diva and like, like not worth the the he, effort. So he was rated around two million pounds and the release clause was 750,000 <laughs> because I think they were just like, wow. we don't care. Like, pay us. We'll we'll take whatever we can get at this point. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I hope his agent got paid well because it sounds sh- like, yeah, sound, you know, I mean, sounds like he got a good deal, but you kind of got to follow through you have to make it worth it you know yeah. it's just funny to me that he was like getting the club to like agree contractually to replace the flooring in his house like, what? yeah dude these like, are things most people what about his think wife about. uh his Did wife she, she, must have, she must have got she must have lost her oh, well, job yeah. and her medical insurance who knows oh, man. <laughs> um moving on to the front line we're, we're lined up in a three four three so it's you know we're really out here. We're kind of attacking. We're always attacking mine. We're always attacking. That's kind of nuts. <laughs> Just how it goes. Who you got? Um, up first, we got Giuseppe Billy Reyna. This is probably my favorite story on the whole thing. Yeah. Um, well, I hope I... I hope I do it justice. Feel think, free to feel free to jump in if you need to add anything. Sure. Um, but he, you know, kind of also had some interesting interesting clauses well, he had uh, one the one really big one that they they must the club must build him a new house for every year that he spent with the team which is hilarious it is really like he was very ambitious he was really trying to uh to up his like real estate you yeah. know uh he stock thought, he so he thought he was being slick <laughs> but but the team obviously ended up having an issue with it legally because it wasn't specified what type of house or like what size. Yeah. So there were really no specifics. And so they, they just, were just like, this is too broad. So they settled out of court. And no, that's not what happened. Oh. So what happened? The, the reason that this is a great story is because he requested this crazy thing where he goes, I want a new house for every year of my contract. Yeah. And the, and so he's trying to be slick. And so he gets this contract over to them and him and his lawyer or whatever think like, yeah, that's right. Like I gave him this deal. Let's see what they say. And they go, well, I mean, I guess it doesn't say anything about what kind of house this needs to be. Yeah, sure. We'll sign it. So they sign off. And so he's like, hell yeah. They they went for it. I'm going to get a new house every year. And oh. then when the year comes around, they gave him a Lego house. And they go, you didn't say what kind of house it had to be. So they started giving him Lego houses every year of his career. Wow. <laughs> Wikipedia needs to be updated because yeah. they definitely forgot that. They made it seem like they just settled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so hilarious. So then he was pissed and then they settled out of court on that. But uh, I thought that was really funny That's... that the club was just like, eh, fuck you, man. Like, yeah, we'll sign this paper. Oh Here's your Lego God. house. Here's your house. Wow. You know? I did, I did fumble that one, but that's, that's pretty Fumbled funny. Fumbled the Lego bag. We need to get this uh, Wikipedia why don't you? Why don't you tell them, why don't you, why don't you make up for it? Let's talk about Mario Balotelli. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I, I feel like I'm, I'm getting all the, the rebels, the bad boys here. Um, I think but that's he had a, most, uh, most forwards. Yeah. Know. When he was with Milan, he had an, they made him sign an anti-scandal clause, um, and this included, <laughs> you know, some things like he needed to turn up for training on time, 
not be provocative and he should behave off the pitch as well and he was quoted as saying that he must work and not talk in order to keep up his end of the contract this was where this was inter milan ac milan ac milan okay. yeah um, and it, it also says that they very closely monitored his social media, I guess, to make sure that he was on his P's and Q's. Um, also, extravagant haircuts and clothing are off limits. No smoking, I, no, have cl- a, no clubbing. Yeah, kind of have a little bit of an issue with some a- of these things. Anti- Anti-Ronaldinho. Right? Yeah. Well, well, I mean. It's because he never proved himself the way Ronnie did. Right, right, you know? right. This, this all comes this is all interesting because this came on the heels of his Liverpool contract, which stated like it was like a good also like a good behavior clause. Yeah. But it didn't extend this far. It was just on the pitch. So it was right. like if you get more than three red cards in the year or something like you, you lose a portion of your salary. I don't mm-hmm. know. Or you get a bonus for not getting red cards. I don't know what it was. But well, I guess they like the next team smartened up and realized that they needed to broadened that a little bit um and it said liverpool was desperate to get rid of a disruptive influence so they they yeah. were happy to uh it's, sign him over it's very interesting to me because like he definitely always you know the media would always latch on to him and he was always so mercurial but i always really really liked him i love mario balotelli uh, he's just like my, one of my favorites incredible yeah. talent but he did not have a good head on his shoulders yeah and, that's, and that's an understatement as you could tell with all the clauses in his ac milan contract my favorite is when he drove into the women's prison i thought that was funny because <laughs> then did they were like what are you doing he's like i just wanted to check it out like it's like, <laughs> fucking awesome <laughs> like, yeah, isn't he funny. also the one that set his house on fire with yeah. fireworks he's lighting fireworks <laughs> in his house in his bathroom He's a legend. Oh, man. He's a legend. Um, All right. Let's uh, cap off the starting 11 here with the legend, Dennis Bergkamp. Uh, Dennis Bergkamp, you know, he's called the non-flying Dutchman because he doesn't like to fly. He's afraid of flying. And so for every in his contract, he had a clause that said, like, he will not fly and you Mm -hmm. can't force him to fly to things. So if there's a match, the club has to arrange for a different transportation for him, whether it's a train, whether it's a car. Um, but he just he wouldn't fly. So like when Arsenal would play like far for like Europa League or something and they had to go play in like Moldova or some shit, he just wouldn't make the trip because it's like, oh, well, they're a small team. We don't need him necessarily for this. He can just stay in London. Yeah, um, that is absolutely nuts. Yeah, you didn't know I, that. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, That's that one of his crazy. like his main kind of things that he was remembered for. I mean, obviously fucking incredible goals and shit, too. Um, it's, but, it's essentially like every away match like there was a big chance that he wouldn't play. Yeah. Um, so it all, I mean, it's all obviously a psychological thing, but they say it stemmed from a couple incidents um, when he was younger. Uh, in 1989, uh, the some Ajax teammates of his were on a plane that crashed and a few players died. Um, and so he was, you know, really shook by that. And then, um, you know, he just said that he would have like, he would physically shake and break out in a cold sweat. And um, he basically, you know, he. I think he was supposed to be on that flight, actually, the one that, that crashed. But mm, yeah, um, that, that'd probably scare you a little bit. And one time he was on a flight and some Dutch journalist was joking about having a bomb in his bag. And so they had to like deplane and like cancel the flight and shit like that. And that was one thing about it um, that also, you know, kind of added to it. 
Um, but he said, I've got this problem and I have to live with it. I can't do anything about it. It's a psychological thing and I can't explain it. I haven't flown on a plane in years. The Dutch FA have been sympathetic. So have Arsenal so far. I'm considering psychiatric help. I can't fly. I just freeze. I get panicky. It starts the day before when I can't sleep. Um, and he was just saying when he played in Italy or something that they had to take these little puddle jumpers. And he said they were those nasty little planes that stay in the clouds and shake all the time and uh, made him claustrophobic. And he just he really hated it. So he would, um, mm. you know, he, was, he talked in his biography, he talked about flying over Mount Etna and hitting an air pocket. And basically Arsenal said uh, he said they deducted, I think, a hundred thousand um pounds from his salary uh every year to cover the cost of him not flying and he said in talks with arsenal if if they said a million deducted i would automatically accept that <laughs> because wow, like he, he really hated really it didn't want to fly that much yeah yeah that's that's wild like yeah. when you have a look at like his his highlights and stuff he's ice cool on the pitch like he's yeah. emotionless he's almost like a robot. Yeah, he's Erling Holland and style. Like, yeah, exactly. And and like, this is just like that like human element that like I was yeah. not aware of. Like, yeah, he's 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 exactly. I mean, to, to put it into perspective, like Amy, he, he's like legitimately. I think a lot of people consider him to be the best Dutch player, maybe behind Johan Cruyff, but definitely a top five Dutch player to ever play. Wow. Um, and he was, in my opinion, one of the greatest mm. Arsenal players in history. Mm. And so he just like, he didn't fly. I mean, it's nice that they were able to make it work because, you know, yeah. that's a tough job to have if you aren't going to be flying. Yeah, it's true. Um, you want to take us into the manager? Sure, sure. Or the sure. owner, whoever you prefer. Um, let's, uh, you know, I'll let you, I'll let you do the owner. Okay. Continue right. with the, the, the weird, uh, anyway. Yeah, we got, yeah. we got dual managers. We got dual managers here. Um, this first one, Bernard. I think it's just burned. Burned. Burned Stange. Burned Stange. So he was a, a German manager. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what team he went to. He managed the Iraq national team. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was the national team or yeah. not. Um, but understandably, he wanted assurance of you know his physical safety because um, he took over in 2002. Yeah, so for, to give you some timeline, obviously there was a lot going on at that time. Um, but he wanted assurance that he'd be allowed to leave at any time. Um, I'm sorry that he would be allowed to leave any political questions and in interviews unanswered. Um, and he'd be allowed to quit and leave his job without financial pen- penalty should war break out. And it was a good thing that he added that because yeah. that happened and yeah. he, he ended up leaving. Yeah. George W. Bush came through and Bernd Stange was like, peace. I'm out. <laughs> it's in, like, the, it's in the contract. I'm dipping. And, <laughs> and all he the, got all to the, keep his money. All so. the poor Iraqi people were like, uh, can we have that clause too? Yeah, like, we don't want to get bombed either. That's a little bit sad <laughs> when you put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and our our co-manager is Eugene Hatch. Eugene. Eugene Hack. Eugene maybe Hack. Hack. Um, another German guy. Yes. Um, and this one is a little bit egotistical. I'm not. I guess he's the one that added this. He was so confident in his skills that he said he could be fired at any time if the club was less than three points above the relegation zone after the eighth day of the season. 
What a like specific. That, that is way weird. too specific. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've, you know, exuding a lot of confidence. Um, but apparently it didn't work out for him because he lasted less than two years before that that kicked in and they yeah. said, you know what? Fine. We'll They're let like, you go. <laughs> you did it to you did it to yourself. And that's what really hurts. Yeah. Um, owner of the team of the weird clauses team, strange clauses, Sam Hamam. Uh, Sam Hamam, a Lebanese businessman, uh, he was the president of Cardiff City for a, a while, um, and he is actually the guy who put that clause in about eating a sheep's testicles, and uh, he's, he's just a just a weird, weird guy. Um, but he was a cult hero, and fans, fans, I guess, liked him because he was kind of he was kind of out there, and he had some unusual antics. He would walk around the pitch side during uh, during games, and uh, he would just eccentrically like kind of he do these all these eccentric things to publicize himself and the players and to mm-hmm. kind of get their name in the media uh, i.e. eating sheep testicles uh, one thing that he in, installed in his own contract when he I guess or no it's whenever he would hire a manager I think he basically said that um, I think 45 minutes it was something like he up to 45 minutes before kickoff he could make any changes he wanted to the lineup. The owner. As an owner. As an owner, I yeah. wonder... Why have a coach then? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, he's doing his own thing. Yeah, I, I wonder, like, how often or if he ever actually, like, got involved to that level. Um, it, it sounds like he's the kind of guy who would. He probably would. Um, Let me go and, and actually kind of read the exact kind of language or however it's described. Uh, it's the clause he inserted... It was when Bob, they signed Bobby Gold. So Bobby Gold or whatever was the manager. The The clause said that Hamam retained the right to change the starting lineup up to 45 minutes before kickoff if he so desired. Uh, Gold maintained that the clause was never activated. But with Hamam around, it's difficult to imagine that being the case is what Who Ate All The Pies.TV says. So, you know, that's, uh, and that's, that's a, how it goes. That's a very credible source. Oh, yeah, of course. Who Ate All The Pies. Um let me go back real quick to Stig Inga Bjornby. This is the thing that was the kind of the weird thing is that not only could he not ski jump, he wasn't allowed to go within 200 yards of a ski slope. Mm. So like he like had a, that, that was it. He just wasn't allowed to go anywhere near the mountain. <laughs> They're like, we don't even want you to tempt yourself. Yeah. Um, we got some honorable mentions. Um, did you look at any of these honorable mentions, Amy? Um, I'm, I'm having a look now if you want to. You want to do the Gerard PK one? Uh, sure. No. So this is one that uh, producer Eric sent in. Ah, okay. So this is when he was at Barcelona. Yeah. Um, the clause is called the Sergio Ramos clause. Sergio Ramos. Oh shit! Sorry, yeah. my my computer this, just I got a a pop up. Oh, classic <clears throat> mirror. The mirror.co.uk um, with all the fucking yeah. ads, bro. <laughs> um, but he had a special clause in his Barcelona contract. To ensure that he earned more money than Sergio Ramos. 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 Sorry, you just said that. Why? Uh, why? Uh, because they were fierce there. rivals at club level, and it was just petty. Ramos joined PSG, and I yeah I I guess I mean I don't know Eric do you have anything to add other uh, than just like rivalry? Essentially, like. Ramos and Pique, they they hated each other, and like the awkward part about that was they had to play for the international team on on the same team together, and and these guys obviously 
do not like each other for a lot of reasons. And he, didn't they win the World Cup together? Or no? Or were they not I, side I'm, by side? I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. But that was a really successful Spain team that they had to play side by side yeah. in, which is kind of crazy. The thing is, I didn't know they like, had that beef. He's essentially like holding his club hostage just on some personal shit, <laughs> just, just just to get one over on a guy that he does not like. Like, how do you do that as a professional player? Like, that's the most unprofessional thing you could possibly do. It's true. Um, I think he earns. Like essentially, a, you're just you're just like no matter what happens, I need to make more money than this guy, than my rival. It's like how how, how do you agree to that? I mean, as, that's as a professional th- club. That's why he's on the honorable mentions. I guess his skill is so high that they had to agree. Um, another honorable mention: Jamie Vardy. You probably know Jamie Vardy if you, you follow any soccer. He drinks t- two liter of Coke before he plays, I think, every match or something like that. Or, lots of know, Red Bull. Lots of Red Bull, something like that. <laughs> Sounds healthy. Um, he, when he signed with Leicester, um, he, what, what was it? I think he had like a a clause that was like a hundred thousand pound bonus that if he made when he made his England debut he was entitled to a hundred thousand pound bonus if he started or came on before the 75th minute um and that's all it said is before the 75th minute I think on his debut though he entered at 74 minutes and three seconds and strictly speaking this article says that was the 75th minute so it wasn't before he entered right on the 75th minute so he lost out on a hundred thousand pounds because the language in the contract said it had to be before the 75th minute. So he basically oh. missed out on it by four seconds. <laughs> if he'd come on four seconds earlier, he would have made 100,000 pounds. That's so, a bummer. It's interesting. You want to take Jerome Boateng? Sure, sure. Um, I guess one one specific clause he had, I'm not sure which team this is when he was, what team he was signing with. I don't remember. Um, but it must have been, you know, across an international border somewhere uh, because he had a large dog, a Doberman Pinscher to be specific. Um, And he had some special requests in order to get this dog over to the other country. Um, I guess they wanted him to cover shipping costs, which understandable, that can be pricey. And, you know, typically when you're taking a pet to another country, there's sometimes quarantine issues. Um, So he also wanted help from the club like handling the, the quarantine, the quarantine. I, I guess he was maybe trying to get around that I'm not sure how successful he was and he also requested pet insurance so he just wanted his dog taken care of <laughs> yeah it must uh, have been Man City yeah maybe yeah definitely I think it was an English club um, I want to close this out with uh, you know just to kind of illustrate a little difference we have all of these like you know dudes who are just being so extra this guy's like build me a house every year and another guy's like i want to go clubbing whenever i want <laughs> but esma de graf and tessel middog are uh female dutch players and in 2018 they signed with west ham in london and they also wanted a clause uh to kind of make their lives a little bit easier they each asked for a bicycle. <laughs> That's it. Wow. <laughs> they, they were just like, hey, can we, it's, can we get a bicycle each to make it easier to get around London? Like, that is just so funny because it just illustrates the difference between, like, these guys who are like, 
give me houses uh, I'll eat sheep nuts and like they're yeah. like can I just have a bike like that's like, like a mic drop on the the difference between you know men's and women's yeah. professional sports yeah it's true Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, callingallcasuals at gmail.com is the best way, bar none. But if you want to get at us on TikTok, we're at callingallcasuals, Instagram at callingallcasuals, Twitter at callingcasuals, no all. Uh, And yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, let us know anything you want us to talk about or if you want to just come on as a guest or some shit i don't know we're, we're pretty laissez-faire around here uh, either way the number one thing you need to remember is to keep it casual bye a shishkin productions podcast